Blog Talk Radio. Hey, happy Casual Friday, everyone. This is Question and Answer Day, and we've got a really good question today. I do want to say something first. Um, you remember we had Adrian LaCava on the program, Tasha. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And she has her book, No One Can Know. It is now on Amazon. You can purchase it in paperback. The ebook should be coming back, coming out in a few days. So I really, really, really encourage everybody to go out and get that book because it's a real. I've not read it, but I've talked to people who have read it. You know, in the process of her getting it published, and they say it is a page turner. You don't want to put it down, and it's from a really cool perspective after the JFK assassination. So perfect timing, 50-year anniversary this year. Yeah. Um, So it's going to be really cool. I can't wait. I'm waiting for the e-book because I read everything on my Kindle or my iPad. So waiting for that. Everybody go out and get it. Very excited for her. Congratulations. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay. So... How was your week, Sasha? Busy, I know. It was very busy and a little draining just because, you know, obviously I was sick all last week and just recovering. And, you know, we've talked about it a couple of times this week, just felt so weak and it was really hard to get my strength back and energy back. But finally right. now that it's the weekend, uh, I feel better and I'm I'm feeling a lot better today. But you and I discussed before we got on the phone that everybody feels a little drained or just weird or Something is just off, right? It's just really weird, and I can't put my finger on it. You know, I'm, I don't feel sick. I still, I, I'm tired, and I keep saying, well, that's coming from being sick that week, but I don't think it is. I think there's something more. And um, somebody mentioned it could be the new moon energy. I think new moon's in Libra. I don't have a clue what that means. Um <laughs> But uh, I'm sure on Facebook everybody's posting things about it. But I don't know what that's all about. But things are a little weird feeling. The energy is a little weird feeling for me. And I don't know. I I think you feel it too, Tosh. I do. I really do. So we're going to work through that and try to get that figured out. And sometimes it's not about figuring it out. It's just riding that wave and just it's over with. <laughs> you yeah. know. So... All right, so we have a really good question for today. And uh, a listener wrote in and wanted to find out about, uh, she, okay, let me, let me read this. She says, I'm completely overwhelmed with family, friends, work, and she doesn't know how to deal with it. She wants some help in how to deal with the overwhelm that she's going through right now. And I think a lot of people deal with that. Now, I know some people who thrive on being, you know, getting things done at the last minute and having a pile of stuff to do and running here and running there. But a lot of people have a really hard time with just the overwhelm of having too much to do. Um, Right. I know, Tasha, you do. (laughs) Because you do. do so many things. Um, so I think for me, the first thing I want to say is 
it's really important to do something for you, to start taking care of you. Um, make sure you're getting enough sleep. Right. It's crucial because if you're not getting enough sleep, then your body is going to be tired, your mind's going to be tired, you're not going to be able to focus correctly on the things that you do want to work on. Um, make sure you're eating enough and the right things, taking a vitamin, drinking plenty of water, all these little things to really take care of you because nobody else is going to do it. Right. And, you know, you're the one that has to deal with all this stuff. And if you're not healthy and mentally and physically, then you're not going to be able to accomplish those things that you want to do. Does that make sense? And I think, too, um, it's important to look at, you know, we've discussed this before on a on a past show, and I've actually mentioned it a few times. Um, you really have to take an inventory of what you're doing and ask yourself, is there anything that I can take off this to-do list? Because we've discussed now, obviously, yesterday when we went over the 23 things, and then the, the actual original day we had addressed it two weeks ago on a Wednesday for Wellness Wednesday, the 23 things women should stop doing. And we've discussed it prior to that as well with regard to um, dealing with overwhelm. You have to learn to say no. You really have to learn to say no to others and yes to yourself. And so right. it's important It's important to take mental health days and to just simply say, I mean, and you don't need to be sick. You don't need to be sick. Oh, no. You can just say, I know sometimes people are saying, well, I can't afford to do that. Well, you can't afford to let yourself get so sick that you miss a week to two weeks of work because you never bothered to take a day to just relax and just right. be. But you really need it. We need it. And, you know, if you're not getting paid vacation, and I understand because I don't, I don't either. I, I, when I take time off, I miss out on money. But you have to ask yourself, is the, you know, insert number here, is the amount that I make, is it is it worth me, you know, losing that today so that I can maintain my mental and physical health? Or should I go ahead and make that money today and risk my physical and mental health? Because that is, in essence, what you're doing. You don't have to take a mental health day every week. You can take one every month and just take that day and, and let it be for you. And then make sure that when you get off work, I know that many of us have, you know, two full-time jobs because you get off work and then you're a full-time mom after that or a full-time dad for those of those mm-hmm. men that are listening in. And when you do that, you have a full-time job that you go home to. But after the kids are asleep, take some time for you, even if it's just a 10-minute meditation, a 30-minute um, time in the bath where you're, you have some candles lit and there's some downtime and relaxation, maybe your music is on, whatever you find to be relaxing let yourself do that. Take a walk, whatever you can do, because what is happening is you're overbooking yourself. You're overwhelming yourself by taking on too much. And we can't help that we need a job and we can't help that we have families, and obviously that takes a lot of our energy. But we can help how we manage our time. And what I mean by that is making sure that we cut out some time 
in every single day for us. And do not right. let anyone infringe upon that. In fact, Annette knows, because we both do this, the only day that I don't have anything is Sunday. Because we have radio every day, I work every day. And even though I'm off on Sundays and Mondays, Monday I have radio and I have dreadlocks and rock rehearsal and obviously I always have school as well. Sunday is my only day. I don't let anyone take it from me. I mean, I just don't. If somebody needs me to do something, I tell them to find another day because Sunday is just not, I need it to be for me because I need one day out of the week where I just think about me. And I just really advise everyone out there to take the time to let it be about you. You have to put yourself first and make yourself a priority and really think about you more than you do everyone else. And I don't mean that in the way of being selfish and hurtful. I mean it in the way of practicing self-care. Well, and and there's a way to do it. I mean, self-care is not self-indulgence. Exactly. There's a big difference there. It's the opposite of. Right. So self-care is really just taking care of yourself and when, when you have a day that you can do that or you have a, you've marked out, say, even 30 minutes during a day or 10 minutes during a day and somebody wants you to do something during that 10 minutes, you can just say, you know, I would really love to do that, but I've got to get this in. My 10 minutes is here. I'll have to do this, but I'll be happy right. to talk to you later. And right. just, you know, there's, Good way to do that. And I I was reading something one time, and, and uh, you know how when kids are outside playing and they may get into a tussle and uh, a parent puts one of the kids in timeout and they send them to the step to sit. <laughs> you know, you sit there for timeout. Sometimes we have to do that for ourselves. You know, we have to have that. And they call it a sanity step, where you go sit on your sanity step. For a while, give yeah, I like that. I like that. Be yeah, be yeah. a good parent to yourself, and and when the chaos starts, find that time to go and sit on the sanity step, so that it gives you a little bit of a time out. And you really have to look at when you're talking about self care, find those things that sustain you. What gives you energy? What gives you that? desire to to move forward and to focus and um, what are the things you enjoy doing, you know, and are you feeling deprived if you don't do those things? If you are feeling deprived, then you need to start doing those things. You know, I'm feeling deprived because I haven't painted in a while. So (laughs) I'm going to carve out some time this weekend just to paint. Yeah. But I, you know, even I find myself in the evening on the computer or something, thinking about what what can I write about? Oh, look at this. I need to write about this or, you know. And I'm not shutting all that off and painting, you know, which gets my mind off of Or reading, which gets my uh, fiction, you know, gets my mind off of things. So it's really important to do that self-care. We've got to do that self-care. Um, sleeping is part of that. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. Really, really important. Agreed. Something else, you know, that that I think is really important is find someone to talk to. And it doesn't even have to be about 
your overwhelm. But it can just be over a cup of coffee or over a drink or whatever just to talk to kind of switch gears. And that can also be part of that self-care. You need to talk to somebody. Yeah, and you know, to add to that, I, I heard someone say this today, and you and I have discussed this before. In fact, we talked about doing a show about it, and we we probably need to do this. Maybe we can do it next Wednesday or something. But there is a difference between complaining and venting. If you're complaining, in my eyes, complaining is because you can file complaints, and that's perfectly normal. We we file complaints against people in this life all the time. Right. But when you're complaining, to me, that's that. There's a difference, and I've I've read it, and I, I sent you an article about it your way, and, and that, I think we mm-hmm. can talk about it on the show. There's a there's whining, there's complaining, and there's venting. There are three different things. Whining is just really whining for the sake of whining. There's no progress made out of it. Complaining is seen as more of just voicing a complaint about something. Venting is really getting out what you feel and what you think so that you're not suppressing it and holding it in. At day-to-day stresses, every one of us go through them. We always have, you know, if we work with the public, then we have incidents with people that frustrate us. If we work with our kids, just, you know, being at home with the kids all day, obviously kids can be very trying and challenging and frustrating. You love your kids. You wouldn't trade them for the world. But, of course, you're going to get frustrated. Of course, you're going to be challenged. You're in a teacher role. You're in an authority role. You're also in this role for nurturing and loving. It's a very complicated hat you wear. So that's going to try you. And you need to be able to discuss with trusted people, and I emphasize the word trusted, trusted, trusted people, and not just people that you trust not to tell others, but also people that you trust not to throw it in your face at a later time, um, in an argument or in some way to manipulate you because that can certainly happen. Um, but find a trusted individual or a few trusted individuals if you have some good friends or a good friend or even a counselor. If you don't trust anyone with this kind of information, then see a counselor because a counselor is someone that is legally bound to keep the information you share confidential. You may not feel that you have major issues that you need to work through, but you everyone benefits from having an opportunity to vent about their life for an hour and to really get some good stress management and time management skills from a professional. So if that's what you need to do, do that. But certainly find someone that you can talk to, that you can vent to, that won't judge you and that will be objective, that will maybe even share a similar experience. There is nothing more normalizing than sitting with someone and talking about the frustrations of your life or your relationship or your role as a mother or a father or your career or your particular job and finding out that they, too, share the exact same experience because then you realize I'm not alone and maybe this isn't that weird and and everybody feels this way and it makes you feel a little less overwhelmed because you know that you're not in that boat by yourself. Right. And, and it's... We talked about that, I think, yesterday where we talked about, you know, counselors and life coaches and all of that being real and saying, this is this is really my life. I've got right. this going on and that going on, and but this is how I'm dealing with it. And right. I think it's really important for 
us to find someone to talk to and vent if we need to. And there's right ways to vent. You don't want to attack somebody, but it's a good way to, you know, do it in the proper way and have somebody trusted that it's okay for you to yell and scream and cuss and cry and, you know, get all of it out because you do feel better afterwards. You release all that energy and it's not trapped in your body anymore causing anxiety and and illness and God knows what else, you know. And depression. I mean, I see it all the time with people that get, you know, clinically depressed because they're holding that anger or that, or the hurt feelings or whatever it is they're experiencing, frustration, irritability, whatever, they're holding it all in. Rather than talking to someone, it doesn't even have to be the person that you're upset with. It can be someone you trust that you can vent it all. Sometimes you'll find that once you've vented, you're not even nearly as upset with that person that you were venting about. Once you've gotten all that initial emotion out, you can actually approach the person that you were upset with and you can do it in a way that is less volatile. You can talk to them calmly because you've already you've already vented the emotional part of it to a trusted friend or a counselor. And so when you actually take the time to confront the individual that you are upset with or the situation that you're upset with, and sometimes we just vent to vent. There isn't anything that we're going to do about the situation or the person, but, but let's say you are. By the time that you do, you can do it in a way that uses healthy communication and, and direct I statements and things that are not emotionally charged. So it really well, does the help. Person you're, yeah, the person you're venting to can also give you feedback on, yeah. okay, what happens if you you confront this person and they say this, how are you going to handle that? You know, yeah, so exactly. it gives you a little bit of a heads up and, and you can kind of work through some of the scenarios that might take place. So it's right. really important to talk to somebody, anybody that you trust. Another thing that I really think is important is writing it down. Oh, yeah, that's Um, true. You know, if you you can't talk to somebody right away or if you don't have somebody to talk to and you're not going to go to a counselor, then write it down. Get a spiral, a notebook or whatever, and just write down what you're feeling. Don't worry about punctuation. Don't worry about um, oh, I shouldn't say this because that's mean. Just write down what you're feeling regardless of what it is. Right. And get it out. That's another way of of getting that energy out and helps your physical health, helps your mental well-being. Um, It can actually diminish your depression because you're actually you know, processing through it. There's so many, you know, if you're having anxiety, write about it. And it gives you some insight into why you're having it. So it's very, very important to write it out. And if you are going to see a counselor, it really helps with the therapy too. Because then you can can take your journal and say, okay, I, I didn't realize I was feeling all this. But here's what I was feeling. Right, and it gives the counselor somebody something to you know uh, connect to and and be able to help you with. Because sometimes we don't know what we're what we need to say, but if you just right. blurt it out on a piece of paper, that helps. 
Yes, I agree. And honestly, you know, I know that a lot of people, I know I do this. You know I do this. Um, Mm -hmm. I use Facebook oftentimes to vent, uh, Mm -hmm. not necessarily about everything, but um, because there are some things that I know Mm -hmm. people on there would know exactly what I was talking about, and I'm not going to do that because I don't want to do that with an individual. But um, there are definitely times where I do that, vent on Facebook about things simply because I feel like the feedback that I get is helpful. Um, Of course, lots of people will argue and play devil's advocate, but sometimes you need that. Like you need to see the other side of things to really know, Is am I really upset about this or is it something else? There have been times where someone says something and because it's not the person I'm upset with or the situation, I can step back for a minute and go, okay, and maybe they have a point. And then there are other times where I'm like, no, I really am upset about this. And I really, I, I see what you're trying to say here, whoever you may be on Facebook, but, but this is not, this is not okay what happened. And sometimes it just really solidifies the the problem because there are times, and Annette, you know this very well, that when we're overwhelmed or we feel we're overwhelmed with family and career and all of the things that the listener listed, um, Sometimes it really isn't what's going on in our lives that's overwhelming us. It's what's going on inside us that we're not dealing with, um, that we've taken on all these tasks in order to distract ourselves from that is overwhelming right. us. And so sometimes people giving you feedback, it can kind of break down some of those things, and then you start to realize, wait, I'm not really upset about this at all. I'm upset about this underlying thing that I've, I don't want to face. And I think that's why a lot of times people get defensive is because they're really trying to defend, you know, the the anger that they have because I know when I get defensive, it's because I'm trying to defend the anger that I have that no one takes that away from me and have to feel what's underneath it because that's right. painful, you know. Right. So I really think sometimes it's important to look at not only what all we've taken on in life, but why have we taken it on? Are we taking it on because... We want others to approve of us, or are we taking it on because there's something we don't want to face, and all of these tasks will busy us to the point that either we don't have to face the death of a loved one, or we don't have to face a divorce, we don't have to face a breakup, we don't have to face that our kids are on drugs, we don't have to face whatever it is happened in the past, or that's happening in the present, or that's impending future, and we're trying to distract ourselves from it, because that's very yeah. often the case. Hey, I got disconnected. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting here in silence thinking that maybe my phone died. No, I just, I heard this beep and then all of a sudden it showed call failed and, and I'm taken off the board and I'm panicking. And so, okay. <laughs> I'm back. Apologies. Um, There's apologies. Hopefully for the rest of the show. 
Sometimes we need to think about some time management for ourselves so that we have time to do the journaling and we have time for the self-care. And so often we don't plan our lives very well. I mean, we don't plan our time very well where we're, you know, we're just, we try to do everything. And I think a really good question to ask yourself is what is not my job? What can I delegate to somebody else? Or what do I really not have to do? Do we really have to keep Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn open all the time and answer an email immediately when we get it? Um, You know, do we have to answer the phone if it rings? It's your phone. You don't have to answer it. Right, Do we have to answer the doorbell when it rings? No. It's your place. You don't have to. We need to set some priorities about what's important for us. And, you know, what what is it that you need in order to get rid of this overwhelm as far as time goes? Do you need to delegate some things? Write them down. Find somebody to delegate them to. Or just not worry about it getting done. Exactly. That's a good one right there. Great suggestion. Just don't worry about it. You know, it, and and think about, I, there was a really good um, question that we, I, I read, and it said, what would you do if you took a 24-hour break? What right. would you do? You know? Find out what you would do. Take a 24-hour break and maybe spend some of that time deciding how to prioritize your time and and really digging into it and deciding what you can and can't do. What makes you what makes you feel good? What makes you feel like you're progressing? What gives you that opportunity to do some things that you want to do? but still take care of the very important responsibilities. Right. You don't have to do it all. Which, you know, I I know, I remember when I was a young mother, I felt like I had to do it all, and it took me, well, I'm just now really getting over that, and I'm not a young mom anymore. You know, I'm just now getting to the point where I realize I don't have to do everything. Exactly. You don't. You know, so it's it's really important to know that and when you take over other people's jobs, jobs that they could do, I think it diminishes them to a point and you don't really want to do that. You well, know? and and let's let's say, you know, before I know our time is about to be up, but I'm going to say this, too, and, and, and this is just something all of you should think about because I know I've had to think about it as well. Think about how much of it is your own control issues. I mean, are you right. not willing to delegate because you're you're too interested in being in control all the time? And if that is the case, 
then that's an issue in and of itself that needs to be addressed because you're not only not being healthy for yourself, but you're not allowing your kids to grow up and gain responsibility and accountability. You're not allowing coworkers to grow in their careers and do their jobs adequately. You're not allowing other people in your life that you're taking control from to have responsibility, and therefore you're hurting not only yourself but others. Guilty. <laughs> Me too. Been there, done that. Oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope I hope this has answered the question a little bit, and you know we could go on and on about this, but uh, if it hasn't, let us know. If you have more questions about it, let us know that too. Um, I just want to uh, remind everybody about Adrian's book, Adrian LaCava. No one can know. It's on Amazon now. So everybody rush over to Amazon. It's in paperback that will be an ebook. She said probably in a few days. So if you're like me, you'll you'll wait for the ebook. Um, and next week. We don't really know what we're talking about yet, do we, Tasha? No, but we have a couple of ideas. I've got some. Yes, we do. We're going to get it up there. (laughs) (laughs) So look for it Sunday. I should have it up on the page and written out correctly and everything scheduled correctly. So we will talk (laughs) with you Monday. (laughs) 